Howdy ho, boys and girls. It is 8 p.m., which means it is 1 a.m. It's 9 a.m., it's 7 p.m., it's 5 p.m. somewhere, which is here. And as always, it's anytime, anywhere. And we're brought to you by Ultra Pineapple Monster today. Some very good stuff, because I decided to walk all the way down to racetrack instead of just to Walmart like normal. Holy crap, do I have some interesting stuff to tell you today. Funny story, I actually just made this call already with my dad, and then he's like, this would be good stuff for your other phone call. Go and do it now. Go do it now. So now I have to condense 50 minutes of my ramblings into 15 minutes for your enjoyment. Want to start off by pointing out again, you may have noticed the title today of <laughs> Butterflies and Bathrooms, and I'm not telling a story about why. But it was a text conversation that happened earlier, and yeah, hashtag 607. Anyways, so I actually have a bunch of tabs open on my computer that I'm going to use as triggers, if you will, for different content. Uh, and I'm gonna, so this may be a little disjointed, but I just found some funny, interesting stuff. So first, I want to call back this joke that I had made, and I was like, hey, I said to my dad, hey, you know, Tom Hanks has the wonderful pleasure of being in not one but two and i found out now actually i consider three movies where his role was that's not flying it's falling with style of course i'm talking about the quote from toy story as well as you know his role in sully when you know plain water boom anyways there was also another movie uh, catch me if you can with leonardo dicaprio fake pilot not flying of course that wasn't his role that was leo's role but good enough for me then I was looking through his movie uh, career stuff, you know, Forrest Dump, Annoy Story. But anyways, it's really just like, wow, that's a lot of movies. Holy crap. <laughs> and then I was, you know, going through a little bit of that kind of stuff with the, hey, um, bacon number and actor association and blah, 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 blah. And then for whatever reason... I was talking about the climb rates because we're talking about planes. So I was talking about the climb rates in different jets. And I found out recently that my plane, the the Canada, the CRJ 700, can climb 5,000 feet per minute, rivaled only by the Learjet 60, which can climb 4,500 feet per minute. In fact, the CRJ line has the high one of some of the highest thrust to weight ratio of any commercial aircraft. Uh, people say the 757 is overpowered. The thrust-to-weight ratio is higher on the CRJ. It's, you know, the only planes that you get with higher thrust-to-weight are military aircraft climbing straight up. Put in perspective the climb rate of the CRJ, that 5,000 feet per minute, that's basically 60 miles. That's a mile a minute straight up. That's 60 miles an hour. That's a highway speed vertically. Never mind your lateral speed. That is ridiculously fast. Also made a joke about how, you know, Bombardier is only good at doing one thing, buying aircraft lines and killing them off. They bought the Learjet, discontinued it. They bought the CRJ, discontinued it. Well, sold it to Mitsubishi, discontinued it. <laughs> they buy planes, then they destroy planes. And that's what and they take really good planes, you know, the really similar types of planes as well. So I will give them credit for making these extreme high performers. It's amazing aircraft. Uh so I made that joke a little bit about the, f the flying capabilities of the CRJ. And I was like, ah, I can only talk about so much, though, because I don't want to get in trouble with work by saying things that it's not supposed to be public knowledge. But nah, I took this knowledge straight out of YouTube videos and stuff. So we're good. We're good. 
Uh, man, I'd love to fly a Learjet. So then I was also, and the reason that I went on to another thing about movies was I was like, oh yeah, this plane climbs really fast. It flies really fast. And I was like, oh man, how do I do a steep turn in this plane? Oh, you just roll it on its side, put it in third gear, and there you go. And then uh, my dad was like, well, can't you just start that thing in second gear? And I was like, oh, you can maybe even start it in fifth gear. Like in a stupid Speed Racer movie. Anybody that remembers that? The Speed Racer is just sitting in the car. He's trying to figure out how to start it after it broke. He's like, oh, you can push, you can drop start it in fifth gear. No. No, you can't. That's not how cars work. So... Then I started thinking about it. I was like, man, back in my day, the only speed racer we had was a freaking cartoon. And then this, I was doing more stuff with the like bacon numbers and actors that were back and forth between different movies. Basically going between different actors' profiles on Wikipedia, <clears throat> comparing movies that they were in and making jokes about them. Which led me back to Tom Hanks and on to something else, I guess. I was talking about how Sully... I was like, man, the one joke in that movie that I was just like, what? How could you say that? The line of the movie when they're like, oh, this is the first time New York has had good news in a while, especially involving an airplane. I was like, did they just make a 9-11 joke? They just made a 9-11 joke. That's not funny. Something I learned today, um, apparently that Notams thing was the first ground stop since 9-11. Difference being, since some people were incorrectly saying that all traffic was stopped, not entirely. And this is going to be Shadow fixing everybody up, making us all a little more informed. But 9-11 was a complete ground stop. Aircraft that were in the air were forced to land at the nearest suitable airport. Uh, the whole Notams thing a couple weeks ago was uh, just a ground stop. Aircraft in the air were able to continue to their destination. Which is because what Notams do is give you information about it's it's a pre-flight planning tool that lets you figure out the airport you're going to what lighting systems are in use what approaches are in use runways any issues with those said things or taxiways or anything out of the norm about an airport and you use it to figure out whether you can safely go to a destination or not so with that being down anybody who hasn't done their pre-flight planning yet you know they can't safely assure they can go to an airport if you're already in the air you already got your notams so you already know which runways are working unless, you know, a couple planes ahead of you, somebody lands gear up. But then at that point, Tower will be like, hey, field's closed. Come back in 10 minutes. Funny story that actually happened to me one time. Uh, I was actually coming in and had to do a couple circles back out of the Delta, back in and come in and land because somebody decided to land gear up at the intersection, closing both runways at Fort Lauderdale Executive. Moving on, uh, I was crapping on the Matrix for a little bit. I'm not even going to talk about that, you know. Just, why are we still making Matrix movies 20-something years later? We don't need them anymore. Keanu, do something better. Uh, then I started talking about flight routes, right? And I was just like, you know what's weird? And this goes back to the YouTube video I was watching earlier. But I was looking up flight routes, and I was like, you can go from Florida. Sorry, you can go from Miami, MIA, to Gainesville, GNV, direct on one of our sister companies, an Envoy direct flight from Miami to Gainesville. It's like, but if you want to go from Fort Lauderdale to Gainesville, there's no direct flight. It would be Charlotte to Gainesville. And when I saw that, I was like, Charlotte, that's a PSA flight because that's one of our bases. Sure enough, PSA flight. But then I was like, hmm, that's kind of weird though. It should give you the option to say, hey, you typed FLL to Gainesville. Do you want to do 
MIA to Gainesville. But I was watching a YouTube video about just how dated the technology is for booking flights. And this is an industry-wide thing. But it, it's not smart enough to do that. In fact, and it's just showing just how old it is. A lot of gate agents are using command line systems. Like, they don't have a mouse to click on stuff. They have to type everything. If that shows how old this stuff was. The person in the video said, Oh, this technology was invented the same distance away from the Wright Brothers' first flight as from today. 50 years ago. So, yeah, that was kind of... Like, wow. But that's why it sends you, it can't tell you, oh, this airport's closed, so you can drive between these. And then I was like, yeah, but what person wouldn't know, especially if you're going between Fort Lauderdale and Gainesville, two smaller cities in Florida, how do you not know that Miami exists? Come on now. But still, huge issues with this booking system. And then I was complaining about, you know, none of the companies want to work together. There are better systems available. The problem is the money it would take to implement them. It can get all the companies more money in the long run, but it is cheaper to stay the way they are. And nobody wants to invest that extra money unless they know everyone else is going to do it well as well. So it's basically a stalemate because nobody wants to be the guy that spends extra money and then everybody else craps out on them. So I was talking about that. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, how are they going from MIA to Gainesville, right? To go to Gainesville, it's a smaller city. So that's a regional route, which, you know, both of those flights, the Charlotte to Gainesville and is, is on uh, PSA and Miami to uh, Gainesville is Envoy. Because you wouldn't take an A321 into Gainesville, which is why, you know, you take an American leg from FLL to Charlotte, our hub, and go on a regional the rest of the way. It's how that works, hub and spoke. But I was like, wait a minute, you're going direct from MIA to Gainesville? What the heck? I found out Envoy has a base in Miami. I didn't know that. <laughs> but then that led me to being funny, and this started a whole rant, but I was on Envoy's website, and it says here, right, Envoy has bases with American Airlines in four of the country's most popular and commutable regions, Dallas-Fort Worth, Chicago, and Miami. And I was like, what? That's only three. Dallas-Fort Worth, DFW, Chicago, ORD, and Miami, MIA. That's three. But they said four regions. What the heck? And my dad was like, Dallas and Fort Worth is two regions. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I mean, I guess it is according to people, but then I made the argument, right? Dallas-Fort Worth is one airport, just like Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood. That's two cities, one airport. Um, uh, St. Pete-Clearwater, two cities, one airport. Now, somebody may be, well, maybe it's the distance. And I was like, St. Pete and uh, Clearwater is an airport, Lakeland is an airport, and Tampa is an airport. Lakeland, and Tampa are the same distance apart as Tampa and St. Pete Clearwater. And yet, those two cities share an airport, which is separate from Tampa. Tampa and Lakeland are both separate, each of them being a single city. So clearly, it's not a distance thing, right? It's like, because then each of those, each, I was saying each area that has an airport is a region. Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood is also the same distance from Miami, but MIA is an airport, FLL is an airport. And for that matter, PBI, Palm Beach, is an airport. 
They're all 40 miles away from each other. Lakeland, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Fort Lauderdale, MIA, Cape, PBI. 40 miles, 40 miles, 40 miles, 40 miles, 40 miles. Funny story, Dallas and Fort Worth are 40 miles apart from each other. And yet, Dallas-Fort Worth, 40-mile distance, one airport. By that logic, if they were um, two separate regions sharing an airport, Tampa-Lakeland are 40 miles apart. There are two regions. It should be Tampa-Lakeland, like Dallas-Fort Worth. But there is a Tampa airport, and there is a Lakeland airport. That's two airports. Same distance between Tampa and Lakeland as Dallas-Fort Worth. Same idea, two cities, two regions, but they have two airports, Dallas-Fort Worth has one. You can't say there's no room for airports because the Dallas-Fort Worth airspace has a ton of airports. So by all of that logic, when you put all of that together, distance between airports, what you consider a region, how many airports are built, I came up with the logic that an airport represents a region, right? Because distance doesn't matter. Which would mean Dallas-Fort Worth is a region. That's one. Now, coming back to the Envoy thing, Dallas-Fort Worth is a region. Chicago is a region. Miami's a region. It even says they're even listed like the airports, Dallas slash Fort Worth, which implies one, comma, Chicago. And then there's the Oxford comma, but the word and, Miami. So Dallas-Fort Worth, Chicago, Miami, three regions. But the sentence before that says four of the most popular regions. Somebody can't do math. Or maybe I'm just doing like my instructor said, you're thinking too much. Okay, so moving on from that, I started making the joke again about how Florida is its own country, or sorry, how Tampa is its own state. And then from that, I derived, well, then Florida is its own country. <laughs> I almost made it stupid and said, yeah, you know why I know that Tampa is its own country, its own state? Because nobody's stupid enough to build a theme park in the same state as Disney. And so Bush Gardens is in its own state. And then I was like, wait a minute, but Universal is right across the street. I'm so stupid. Anyways, so I was looking at different countries of my viewers for this. And I was like, Singapore has 67. It's watched every episode. And I was like, wait a minute. Is she in Singapore or the Philippines? Because I thought she's in the Philippines. Must be in Singapore. I don't know. But then I was looking for Singapore on a map, and I was like, I can't find it. It's like, it's tiny, isn't it? And my dad was like, it's a city. And I was like, is it? I felt stupid for a minute because I was like, what the hell? Am I stupid? No, it's a country. Am I turning into Alexis? <laughs> I looked it up. It is a country. It's a city state. So technically, it's both. Then I looked how its population is only like 5 million. I'm like, oh, my God. Florida's bigger. <laughs> so this led me into, you notice how everything that happened tonight was logical sequence. By the way, as you can see, it's been 15 minutes, and this is going to be quite a long episode to make up for the lackluster rest of the week we've had. <clears throat> so, this is what I'm doing instead of studying. Drinking a beer and contemplating on life. Short commercial break, you guys, since, you know, it's been about that long. Okay, welcome back. Here we are again. Um, <laughs> so after the whole Singapore thing, I wanted to rank the states in the country. I'm always telling people Florida is one of the main characters. Turns out it is. The U.S. states with the largest population is California with 40 million, Texas with 30 million, Florida with 22 million. We passed New York with the third largest state in the country. Woo! We are the main character. So then I got really bored and I was like, okay, well, where does Florida rank 
in countries. Florida is its own country now, as far as I'm concerned. So this thing said 235 countries. There's another thing that said 216. We don't care about the lower limits. Like all these countries, they are a country. They are a country. I said there were 198. I don't care. doesn't matter. We immediately jump up to 200 and start from there. Seychelles, Seychelles, whatever. 98,000 people. So obviously now we go up to 100 since we're just going to hop straight up. I'm not going to do this to you guys. Israel, 8.6 million. Then I was like, oh my God. There's more Florida than there are Jews. And I was like, wait, but there's more Jews than in Israel. So I looked it up. It's 15 million Jews worldwide, roughly. Florida has 22 million people. This country of Florida is larger than the entire world's population of Jewish people. What? Okay, but anyways. Uh, then we went up to 75, which was Guinea, 13.1. Went up to 50. Here we are. Florida is the 58th largest country between Taiwan with 23.8 and Sri Lanka with 21.4. Florida, again, is 22.3, a significant margin between either one of those. It's nestled safely in the middle. Florida is the 58th largest country on Earth by population. 58. So out of the 200-odd countries in the world, Florida is almost in the top quarter. Holy crap. <laughs> 25% of the world's population, and Florida is up there with that bunch. Florida is huge, you guys. Uh, third largest in the country, 58th largest in the world. Then I was like, yeah, 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 you guys. But what makes the world go round? Money, right? Now, we all know, I'm not going to make no secret, any secret here, but we all know that the United States GDP is the largest on Earth with an estimated 25 million out of 101 million. The United States alone is one quarter of the world's GDP. Second place is China with 18 million. So I was making a joke. I'm like, yeah, China, send more of those damn balloons. We need more cannon fodder. <laughs> you know, you waste your GDP by sending these stupid balloons over here. Anyways, for those of you that don't know, because you left school or you just didn't care about economics class, GDP is the monetary measure of the market value of all the final goods and services produced and sold in a specific time period by countries. Just for jokes, I looked up my own GDP, if you will, versus, and I was like, I know this isn't how this works, but I was going to be funny. I told my dad, hey, I'm the 83rd largest country on earth by, by money. Or something. I, <laughs> the amount of money I make is more than half the countries on earth. How about that? That's crazy. But anyways, that's not how this actually works. So that's not valid information. So ignore that. But the United States has a GDP of 25 million roughly out of 100 million on earth. So I went to the United States GDPs individually. California and Texas again because they're the largest by population. They also have the largest GDP. Somehow New York has a larger GDP than Florida, and that makes me mad. We're coming for you, New York. We're coming. Florida has a GDP of 1.4 million. That is 5% of the United States. So now we're going to go back to the countries list, and we're going to do like you did before with the populations, and we're going to start at 200. 200. St. Vincent and the Grenadines, $948, I guess. Uh, let me go up to 100. We're going to jump. Latvia, 40,000. All right, let's jump up to 50. 200 in Portugal, 255,000. Florida is already in the top 50 highest GDP countries on earth. 
Can we make it to the top 25? You bet we can. Sweden, 603,000. Florida, again, is 1.4. So now we're going to jump in here. Florida is nestled in between Mexico with 1.4 million and Spain with 1.4 million. I'm rounding stuff. Mexico's 1.42. Spain's 1.39. Florida's 1.4. Blank. 1.40. So Florida, by GDP, is the 15th, 16th, sorry, 16th largest country on Earth by GDP. In fact, against an estimated GDP of roughly 100 million, Florida's GDP of 1.4 means that every $100 in goods and services of value on Earth, Florida is, as I tell my mother, $1.53. It's $1.40, but there's an inside joke. Florida's 1.4% of the entire planet's GDPs. We are the power, the gators, rawr, big brains, big money, big swamp. And also, I've wasted a big chunk of your time. So from that point, I'll let you guys go for tonight. And you learned a little bit of something while I made a little bit of a stupid. So I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.